1: Oh, thank you so much, worship team. Thank you, Yoel. I got to tell you, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you so much, ladies gentlemen, and whew, That was just great. Absolutely great. And uh, and I tell you what, it's a blessing. I love when we pitch in and help each other out. You know, we had a couple of, you know, one musician and one uh, sound person that was uh, not not well enough to be able to come today. And so, Two people pitched a pinch hit for them like that, and wow, what a great sound! That was beautiful. So thank you so much. I'm blessed. Thank you. Okay, listen. There's something else. I have, a, I have a quick task for all of you who are watching on the internet. I know we have, you know, like close to a thousand people who are viewing every week. Uh, well, I, I happen to notice that Beth Hillel is only 60, less than 100 subscriptions away from 2,000 subscribers. So, so listen, if you're watching online, help us out. We need you to hit that subscribe button, uh, and that way our, our feeds are going to, you know, come to you a little more often, but also we want to hit that 2,000 mark in number of subscribers. It's actually unbelievable, you know, we started this thing just because of the pandemic and Wow, all these people are watching. It's amazing. Thank you. I know we have people all over the world who are watching uh, and are participating in the service. I got, a, uh, I got a care package today from one of our member families in Indiana, and, uh, and it was just so wonderful to see a little, little James sent me a note and all, and he, he was watching. He, he noticed the squirrel. If you, if you don't know what that is, you'll, uh, in any case, uh, so uh, please subscribe, and also, if you're watching online, please send a link. Of this service, if you can share, hit the share button, send it to other people, and of course, like, do the thumbs up like on that too. It helps the algorithm, you know, that they have, uh, of course, in YouTube as well. So, because we want the the this message to go out, not for our glory or purposes, but for Hashem. Amen. Amen. Okay, so everybody, please subscribe. If you're not a subscriber yet, please hit subscribe. We want to get this thing uh, over 2,000 as soon as we can. Okay, y'all, I got I got one of these messages for you. To be really honest, I'm kind of a little bit not, but mostly I'm really looking forward to this message. Uh, why a little bit not? Because because I got I got to show some some of my own flaws. But that's okay. That's part of it. I this, but it's a fun message. Okay, this is a little bit different. I'm going to tell you some stories. How many of you know that God speaks through different things in the world? You know it. Okay. Yeah. Everybody know. It's not only, you know, when God speaks to me, it's not, you know, God saying, hey, Kev. <laughs> you know, with, my, with an audible voice. That's not typically how I hear from God, okay? Uh, but, but God can speak through anything. We know this. Job, please. Job chapter 12. When I was a kid, I thought it was Job. <laughs> the book of Job. Okay, uh, Job, please, chapter 12. <laughs> And, and this is a biblical spiritual principle that God can speak to us through different things. Verse Job 12, verse 7, but now ask the animals and they will teach you or the birds of the sky and they will tell you or speak to the earth and it will teach you or the fish of the sea and they will inform you. Which of these does not know that the hand of Adonai has done this? In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all the human race. Amen. Oh boy, it's so true. God speaks to us through so many different things. Now obviously, friends, don't take the scripture out of context. We don't worship, literally worship, right, the earth or the animals or anything like that. But the point here is that God can and does reveal himself to us in so many different ways if we are listening. You gotta be listening. If you're not listening, you're not gonna hear God. You have to put on your listening ears to hear and look for, for God speaking to you in many different ways. I mean, sometimes it can be something fairly literal. God spoke to Balaam through a donkey. Wow, and I'm not talking about the Shrek movie, okay? (laughs) God spoke to Gideon through dew. He also spoke to Gideon through how guys happened to be drinking water. That's how God spoke to Gideon, how guys were drinking water. What? The point is that if we're really listening, God can speak to us through many things. There's so many examples in Scripture about this. So today, I want to share with you some lessons I've learned from the road. Lessons I've learned from the road, on the road again, I just can't wait to get on the road again. (laughs) I don't like country music, but that song's kind of catchy. Okay, (laughs) so I have for you today vehicular lessons, if you will, and each of these lessons from the road tells a story, and I I want for you to get two main points out of today. Uh, First, the lessons themselves, the lessons that I elucidate from each of the respective stories from the road, each of them carry a different lesson they have for me, Mahalia. But also, in addition to that, I want you to catch the fact that God can teach us lessons more often than we first notice if we open our eyes and open our ears, If we truly are looking and listening for God to speak to us and teach us lessons, oftentimes He will. Amen? Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs 16. I'm just going to let you get ahead on there. Okay, here you go. Lessons from the road. (laughs) It was late one night. And I really wanted to get home, I, I really did. I just wanted to get home. It was late one night, I, I think it was after a service. I, I don't 100% remember. I was putting all these different stories together to my best of my recollection. And it was just one of those pretty late nights and I just wanted to get home. Traffic was light, uh, local roads here. And uh, if I'm being honest, right here. And I told you this is part confession. I I didn't really want to confess, but it it, it fit with the story. And it's like, okay, if I'm honest, I was kind of booking it a little bit, if you know what I mean. Okay. (laughs) And I was, I just wanted to get home, man. It was late at night. There was no traffic. I mean, it was late, no traffic and just a few cars here and there. And then would you know, I just wanted to get home. You ever feel like that? It's just like, I just want to get home. I just want to get home. And then I got on this one lane road, you know, one lane each way. And of course, what happens, a car was in, in front of me that was just poking along below the speed limit. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I mean, I, I just want to get home. And th- there's there's no cars on the road here and it's one of those winding roads where you can't easily pass you know the kind ca- and i and i'm like and and i came up and uh I, I i i had to literally hit my brakes when when i when i came up because i was going pretty fast you know you know and then suddenly it was like whoa and the guys just <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. He was just poking along. Man, he was going so slow. And especially with no one else really on the road. Uh, And so, and and it was like a long, well, it's really, it it seemed like a long time that I was behind this guy and would have to be behind this guy. And it's like, oh my gosh, man, I I got upset at this unknown driver. uh, And I, I was like, come on, man. I mean, I you all have been there. I know I'm not the, It's like, oh, you have got to be kidding me. There is nobody else on the road. We're not even going the speed limit for crying out loud. Oh my gosh, this is just, what is going on, man? Let's go, let's go. This is ridiculous here. I just want to get on. I want to get home. You're not even going the speed limit. Give me a break here, man. I was going. Listen, I, I'm, I'm not using, profanity. I don't use profanity. But man, it was like yeah, I was still chewing this guy out pretty good. Okay, I was I was giving it to him. Man, I was giving it to him. And I was getting more and more worked up, if I'm being really honest with you, because I could not pass him and speed on home. And there he was just blocking my way, blocking my way, because I had been booking it up until that point. And and and, 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 and after about a minute, it was a it, it was a full minute, and it wasn't an exact. A minute, it felt like an hour behind this guy. You know, it seemed like a lifetime. And as we were going, and I'm, I'm finally getting close. I can see it's only maybe a mile away from where I need to turn. I'm like, oh, my God, this, is just, this has just been painful to be behind this guy. And it's like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding. And right there, I glanced to my right, and there was a police car just waiting for a speeder to pass by. I, pr- I promise you, this happened. You'll see the DVD in heaven. I'm looking forward to seeing it too. You know that moment when you pass that patrol car, when you just like immediately, just like subconsciously, like, oh, a cop! Ooh, look! You look at your speedometer. What am I doing? <laughs> it's it's like second nature, isn't it? Anytime you see a police car on the side of the road, you know, and you know what they're looking for. You, I don't care how fast you're going. You immediately just go, ooh, ooh, where am I going? <laughs> Oh, and you kind of take, get ready to tap the, I don't know, it's second nature, it's probably a guilt thing, I don't know, it's, it's maybe it's, uh, in any case, the, the, the point is, is that I looked down at the speedometer, and I was going just under the speed limit, because I was following this slowpoke in front of me, <laughs> and immediately, the Lord spoke to me. Proverbs 16, verse 9. The heart of a man plans his course, but Adonai directs his steps. Man. Whew, man, it was like, let me tell you, the Lord didn't use an audible voice, but he spoke to me. I realized that once, at one moment, I realized that this slow poke in front of me the guy that I was so frustrated with, the guy that I had unkind thoughts about, he just saved me $200. (laughs) He just saved me 200 shmaiatas. And really the Lord spoke to me and impressed upon me I let you get behind this guy because I know. I know what's ahead on the road. You don't. Trust in me and don't react to your current situation so much. I see the big picture. Wow, lessons from the road, lessons from the vehicle. John chapter 20, please. So, I just got a new car. I just got a new car, man, I mean, that's cool. How often in life do you get a new car? Almost never. Almost never. I mean, you, could, you can count on one hand the time in your life where you get a new car. And, and, and even, if it's, even if it's a new car for you, even if the car is not brand new, it's, it's not very frequent. You know the excitement of getting that new vehicle. And, and, and this was a new car. And, uh, and, and when you get a, uh, well, I got to tell you, when I got a new car, I, I was very excited about it. And uh, and you tend to, when you get that new car, you tend to baby it some, right? It's, it just makes sense. You tend to baby the new car a little bit, because man, she's purty. She's purty, and she's you know, she's unblemished, man. You avoid those potholes. It's like, "Oh, a pothole, <laughs> no, I ain't going to that pothole, man, Not in my new beauty here. Uh-uh. Stay out of the mud, No uh, mud, No, no, I ain't gonna go near that mud. No, no, not in this butte. You kidding me, right? What do you do? Don't park too close to people in the shopping center because you don't want to get it dinged, right? You know? It's like, it's like for, for a season, I got the new car. It's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to park way back here. I just, why, I need my exercise. That's the reason. I just need my exercise. And my car is very, very safe. Nobody's going to ding my car. It's, it's such a nice new car. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm going to get my exercise, whatever. You, 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 you baby the thing. That, that's what you do. I got this new car, and well, it was very soon after this <laughs> uh, that here at Bethlehem that the Temple Teens were doing a fundraiser, and uh, as they do periodically here at Bethlehem, and it was washing and cleaning cars. And you know how they do that sometimes—they'll wash your car, and sometimes we used to do it during the men's breakfast or the sisterhood breakfast, where you just leave your car, and the cars kind of stacked up, and they washed them and stuff. You got out of the breakfast, and. They were all spick and span and shiny and looked really great. And it was a good fundraiser. And and I thought, well, okay. I want to support the temple teens. So, okay, okay. I put my car in the line of cars to get washed and, and cleaned. Now our youth director, dear Dara, <laughs> knew that I just got the car. And she knew it well. And you know, we talked about it and stuff. And, uh, and when, when I handed her the keys with all the teens, she was a little bit hesitant. And she said, you know, uh, and then she told me this. She said, Rabbi Kevin, I'm not going to let any of the young people touch your car, <laughs> because I know you just got it, and it is pristine. It is absolutely uh, unblemished. Uh, and I said, well, OK, whatever. You know, that's, that's, that's fine. Well, I came back a little bit later. And Dara was, at that very moment, at that very moment, she was using the the big vacuum, you know, one of those big vacuums on the wheels that has the long hose, and you you vacuum the inside of the the floorboards and stuff like that. And so as I came out, uh, it it just happened to be, it was totally coincidental, maybe it's because my car was one of the last ones I would be there the longest. And so they were finishing up, and there she was, man, uh, using the vacuum, the, the vacuuming the floorboards. And she, was, you know, and, I, and she was sweating. She was so tired. She had been working with the teens, helping, you know, working and leading them to do the fundraiser, washing cars all day. And she was tired. And I was like, oh, gosh, dear. God bless you. And, I, I, and she turned away for just a moment. And, and, and what happened is, is that she, she, she had the hose and, and she pulled on the hose just a little bit. And at that moment, as she did, the whole big vacuum, I mean, it was this big. I mean, it was, it, it was large. It was the size of like a big barrel or something, you know, this giant vacuum, which was on wheels, started rolling toward my car <laughs> as, as I'm kind of watching and as she is watching. And, and, and for her, she kind of describes the moment as, as, as almost a slow motion moment. No! reaching out, trying to catch the car, uh, trying to catch the vacuum. And sure enough, the vacuum, boom, hit the car and put a dent in it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> she, was, she was actually almost like nauseously sick about it. She was so apologetic. But I instantly, as she could tell you, released any angst about it and told her, listen, don't worry about it. It's a car. It's a car. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Listen to this story. I think it's very interesting, and it really teaches us something. Yeshua had died and then been resurrected from the dead. Most of the disciples had seen him, but one disciple had not. That's Thomas. Thomas had not yet seen the Messiah, and he was skeptical. He was skeptical about the resurrection of the Messiah. So let's read what happens, John 20, 24. One of the 12, Thomas, called the twin, was not with them when Yeshua came. The other disciples were saying to him, we've seen the Lord. But he replied to them, unless I see the nail prints in his hands and put my finger into the mark of the nails and put my hand in his side where the spirit comes, I will never believe Eight days later, the disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Yeshua comes despite the locked doors. He stood in their midst and said to them, shalom alechem." Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Mm, powerful moment. See, scriptures tell us, friends, that prophets, the prophets tell our people that we will look upon him whom we have pierced and mourn for him as one mourns for an only son. Now, what does that mean? Yeshua retains the scars. It's interesting, isn't it? Maybe you've not thought about it before. My new car was never going to remain unblemished. Newsflash, neither will you. You can't be perfect. And others around you can't either. So when you look in the mirror, don't see flaws. Some of it's just the way that God made you in your beautiful way. And even the imperfections that are caused by our own mistakes are there to remind us of a God that cares for us and also a reminder not to make that same mistake again. Lessons learned from the road. Luke chapter 12. I will say that I did give, (laughs) as a PS to the story, I did admittedly, although it really didn't bother me, but because we're such good friends, I had to take the opportunity to give Dara a little grief over the whole incident, uh, putting the first ding in my new car. Uh, And after telling her it was okay, it's okay, it's okay, I did tell her that she might be a good candidate for a new profession, I suggested that she might make a good dentist. (laughs) (laughs) If you're watching on the internet, some people are telling me I deserve the dent in the car after that joke. (laughs) I did say that too. Oh, man. Okay. I rem- I remember the nights that this next story happened. It was many years ago when I was a newer rabbi. All these are absolutely true stories. It was just so interesting to reflect on the lessons. But this was a late night that I had done a hospital call. I had gone to the hospitals way before the pandemic. I had gone to, to a hospital to visit someone who was in really dire straits late at night. I had been someone up at North Fulton Hospital until very late. Wow, this is a true confession story. And finally, at about maybe 2.30 in the morning, I think it was around 2.30 in the morning, it was between 2.30 and 3. I was driving home from North Fulton Hospital and I was driving on 92 toward the Sandy Plains area, you know, that general area. And so, and so I'm driving on 92, which is Holcomb Bridge Road, turns into Holcomb Bridge. So I was driving on 92, but it was like two thirty, three in the morning. And honestly, if I'm being really honest, I wasn't going all that fast. Okay. But it was a little over the speed limit, okay? It was a little over the speed limit. But y'all, I'm, not, I'm just so not exaggerating. There was no one on 92. I'm, I'm talking about you're driving. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. It was like there was not one car I could see in, my, in front of me, my rearview mirror going the other way. There was literally... Literally, it was a weeknight. I just there was nobody there on the highway. I, I was exhausted and I wanted to get back home, and uh, and so I'm just driving home. And sure enough, you know, you can guess. Suddenly, I see blue lights in my rearview mirror, and I'm like, you know, what, I, what, what? Are you kidding me? And I'm looking around. Who is he pulling over? There's no one else on the road but me. And I'm like, oh, I mean, seriously? I think, oh, brother, okay, all right. So I pulled over, and, the, and of course, what is officer, I mean, you know, sometimes late at night, I mean, they, they may be fishing a little bit, I don't know. But, but he asked me, I mean, he wanted to make sure, of course, you know, people sometimes out late at night, he asked me where I've been and where I was going. It's not, it's not an unusual question that a police officer would ask, I imagine, I see on TV. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> And Barry, I'm going to be honest with you, as God as my witness, as a rabbi here, I wasn't trying to get out of the ticket. I really wasn't. Although I knew it would sound like it, okay, when he asked me where I've been and where I'm going, I knew it was like, wow, I thought to myself, this is going to sound like I'm just trying to get out of the ticket, but but there's no way that I could, I have to answer the question honestly, where have you been and where are you going? And I told him, well, uh, I'm a rabbi. I was just going, I just came from the hospital to, on an emergency visit, visit for a congregant there who, who was in, in need and, and, and I'm, I'm heading back home now. And it's like, I thought to myself, wow, that sounds like uh, I made that up or something. I mean, <laughs> that was an incredible story to get out of it too. But honest to God, it was the truth, y'all. I mean, I'm t- you can watch the, the DVD in heaven, I'm telling you. And, 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 and he said, just a minute, please. And he took my license and he went back and I thought, well, you know, it's just so much for doing a mitzvah, you know, that's, I'm going to, and then a second cop car pulls up. I'm like, what has Roswell got going on at the three o'clock in the morning that they got two cops on me? What's going on here? I mean, this is a true story. <laughs> a second police car pulled up and, and, and they have my license. I don't know. I can't see it. It's in the middle of the night and I can't see they're talking. I can't hear them or anything. And after a while, he came back to me, and he said, well, you know, sign here. And and I said, oh, okay. And, but I looked, and he said, well, I'm, it's a warning this time. I'm going to give you a warning. I was like, oh, wow, okay. Well, well thank you. I mean, <laughs> I, it, honest to gosh, it really wasn't that fast. It, it, it was like, but it was over the speed limit that I was going. Okay, fair enough. Well, I appreciated it. I appreciated it, and I went on my way. Uh, and I was like, well, okay, well, pff, boy, I managed to. You know, I guess I've managed to squeak through that one, there. You know, and thought, oh, good grief! All right. Well, uh, fast forward a little bit. The next Shabbat, I was I was walking into services here at Beth Hillel, and uh, and the officer on duty uh, that day uh, says to me as I'm walking up the sidewalk, "Hey, don't drive too fast, Rabbi." Oh my gosh, he was one of the guys. (laughs) I felt like I had been busted all over again. (laughs) I'm like looking around. Did anybody hear that? What's what's that? I'm being honest with you, y'all. It was so unexpected. I was like, whoa, what just happened here? Luke chapter 12, (laughs) verse two, there is nothing covered up that will not be revealed (laughs) and nothing hidden that will not be made known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light and whatever you have spoken in private rooms will be proclaimed from the housetops. Hey, beloved, you never know who's watching. (laughs) You never know who's watching. And beyond this, God is always watching. God is always So conduct your life as though whatever you do inappropriately in private will be revealed. I want to say that again. Conduct your life as though whatever you do inappropriately in private will be revealed. Because if you really live your life that way, it can be the Holy Spirit within you that keeps you accountable. Because it'll be that reminder, hold on, don't don't do this. What if everybody hears about this? What if everybody knows? Don't do this. It's like the Holy Spirit within you keeping you accountable. You will greatly benefit and be blessed by that accountability which we all need. Lessons from the road. (laughs) Colossians chapter one. I was, <laughs> I was late getting to Bethel one day. Uh, I, this was before a service, this was pre-pandemic. I was late getting to Bethel one day. And I needed to get in and get ready for the service. Okay, I mean, listen, that, that was my motivation. I, and, and, it, and sure enough, listen, it's not that I was speeding. I wasn't speeding, but I was, but I was you know, moving, but, but not speeding per se. I was just going normal traffic. You know how Georgia is. And sure enough, I, Pine Grove Road, you know, right when it changes to one lane from, from Shatton to Shallford there over there, well, Pine Grove, I get behind this very deliberate and slow driver. Okay, it's very deliberate and slow driver. Oh, man, are you kidding me? And, and, and you know, okay, I told you. It was, he was just going so slow. I mean, he was not going the, the, the speed of the traffic. It's like I've driven Pine Grove a lot. I know how fast people go on Pine Grove. It's faster than the guy was going and it was like, "Come on, I just need to I just need to get there." And I'm like, "Oh man, this guy's just creeping. He's creeping. And so i wanted to just very gingerly send him a little message, just 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 a very that he needed to speed up a little bit, okay? Just speed up a little bit here. You don't, maybe you don't realize maybe you're on your cell phone. I don't know why you're going so slow, but you. need just send them a little message that you need to speed up just a little bit, uh, and, and and they they were going below the speed limit that all typical drivers go. So I I wasn't I wasn't even looking to speed per se. I was just looking to let's go right. So I kind of just you know, pushed them a little bit and and got a little bit close to them from behind. You know just just. No, no, not like not like right on their bumper, people. Not on their bumper exactly, people, but it was just a little, a little like a little pushy. A little pushy. <laughs> just get a little, a little pushy. It's like, come on, please can we go a little bit quicker here, people? Oh my gosh, do you see? I I just simply wanted for them to get the message that they were going really, really slow. And they needed to pick up the pace. Perhaps they were unaware. Perhaps they were unaware. So I kind of rode them for a little while, and (laughs) then as we were nearing Beth I see them put on their blinker. Oh, Jesus, oh, no, no, great, oh, what a testimony, oh, no, I I can hear their car, so who's that jerk that keeps tailing me, who's that jerk, oh, it's the rabbi, (laughs) isn't that great, that's just great. That's just great. (laughs) So, of course, the moment that that turn signal goes on, it's like, oh, and I back off, man. I give them plenty of space, man. I'm like, I block traffic behind me, man. I think, okay, I'm going to, they go up that driveway, and I'm like uh, hanging low in the driveway, slowly coming up. (laughs) I'm being honest with you people. I mean, you understand, I'm, I'm, you can see why I didn't want to give this message. <laughs> Colossians 1, <11. laughs> oh, We pray that you may be strengthened with all the power that comes from his glorious might for you to have all kinds of patience and steadfastness. Mm, yeah. beloved, we need to be patient, patient, straight up. In so many areas of our lives, we can be impatient. You know, and sure, it can happen on the road. It certainly can happen on the road, but it can happen as we contemplate how we feel about our careers, where we think we should be further along than we are. We might be impatient about our healing. We might be impatient with others and where they're at. We might be impatient with our kids, with our spouse. It's interesting. You'll find that impatience often leads to bad things it often leads to bad things. Something that surprised me, and maybe it'll help you, a U.S. Army study, they studied the American roads, said that an average American commute going 10 miles per hour over everyone else would save around three minutes. That's it. A University of Sydney study determined that the That speeding saves people an average of 26 seconds per day. It's like three minutes a week. And yet, the increased likelihood of a road fatality is also increased. Is it worth it? (laughs) See, is the impatience in your personal life worth it? See, oftentimes, my friends, it's not. It's amazing you see some people zoom, 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 zoom in and out of traffic because they're just trying to get ahead and they can't wait two seconds. You can see them like a slalom going through traffic on the interstate. But yet, the studies show you really don't save that much time. And in local roads, you know, it's always interesting to see the, the guy who is tailing you and then he zips around you when the first chance he gets and boom, he's gone up ahead and then at the next. Traffic signal, there you pull right behind him. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Impatience, not good. It's not good. Lessons from the road. Ecclesiastes 4. (laughs) We were leaving Beth Hillel. I had my kids uh, with me in the car. We were leaving Beth Hillel and we were on Shalliford, or Pine Grove, which turns into Shalliford, and we were nearing that intersection with Johnson Ferry up there when we saw a car stalled in the middle of traffic. This person was in the turning lane and they were in the middle of traffic, and the car was stalled there. And I, I quickly recognized that it was actually one of our young adult members from the congregation who was the driver of the stalled car. And so I'm like, looked, and it's like, oh, boy. And they were stuck right in the middle of it. Uh, and, and so I'm like, ooh, okay, kids. So we pulled into the bank there, and, and I told my kids, come on. And we ran out in the middle of the traffic and pushed this young adult member into the gas station. We all just got out and started pushing the car. Put it in neutral. Put it. And there's Rabbi, you know, with his suit and everything, pushing, pushing the car true story. I can't make this. You can watch that on DVD in heaven. It'll it'll be on the the heaven YouTube channel, Rabbis Pushing Cars. (laughs) Mine's the only video. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 Camera people are like, please stop. Please stop. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. Two are better than one because they get a good return for their effort. For if they fall, the one will lift up his companion. But oi to the one who falls and has no one to lift him up. Beloved, we're on a team. We're on a team here. Bethel is a team. We are, this is Mishbach. I don't care if you're watching online even. We have lots of members now who are remote. Wow, we're still part of a team. You're on our team listen, and if you are a lover of God, we're on the same team also, part of the body of Messiah. Being a part of the body means that we have to be there for each other. You got to be there for each other. Was there some personal risk running out into the middle of traffic? Sure there was. Okay, but you have to put yourselves out there for each other. Always be willing to go out of your way to help others. Let me say it again. Always be willing to go out of your way to help others. Amen? It may not be convenient, but that's what we're called to do. We're called to help each other out when we need help. We need some more help in a number of different areas here at Bethel well, for that matter. I'd love to have more people helping, more people helping with the ushers. We had a great of Shabbat, Kabbalah Shabbat dinner today. It was just amazing. I'd like to see some more people who want to help in the, the kitchen ministry, help the Bassans and the Schiffmans here uh, with some of these dinners. We're going to be doing these on a monthly basis now. I'm very excited. That was just amazing food today. Whew. But we, hey, we need some help. We need some help in many different ministries here at Beth Hillel. But we need to help each other out. When, when somebody needs help, please go out of your way to help them. Lessons from the road Micah chapter six. This is my final story. <laughs> Have you enjoyed these stories? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, my, my final story comes from when I was on my way to beth Halel. <laughs> True story. Uh, and I was stopped at the light right there at Johnson Ferry. Johnson Ferry Road, and I'm, and I'm, I'm there, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just stopped at the red light there um, on Shaliford at the intersection of Johnson Ferry. And uh, as I was stopped at the light, I was just sitting there waiting for the light to change. And suddenly I felt uh, (laughs) a And I'm like, what? And (laughs) I'd been hit from behind, okay? And it wasn't a particularly hard hit, honestly. It was fairly light. But it kind of whiplashed my neck back, you know, and, and, and also, I don't know what damage it did to the car. You know how these bumpers are. They're made of paper today. And so just sometimes a little hit and it, you know, it pushed my car forward. And, 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 and I thought, oh, great. I've just got an, an accident here. I'm just sitting here. I'm literally not moving at a stoplight and somebody rear ends me from behind. And and it wasn't a real hard hit, and I was like, oh, jeez. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I got to do, what have I got to do? Oh, brother. And so immediately I'm like, well, jeez, all right. And I called 911. It's like, let's get the police out, because I got to get this thing over with. The report and all, and who knows what kind of damage, and is it fried my alignment? What's going on with my neck? Oh, brother. And I'm, I'm on the phone. What is your emergency? I was in, somebody just rear-ended me, you know, and, I'm, and I'm just... Sitting there at the intersection is like, you've got to be kidding me. And I am just absolutely as upset as I could be. And at the moment, uh, the person who hit me comes to my window. I roll down my window. And and they immediately say, oh, I'm so sorry, Rabbi. I feel so horrible. And I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) That's right. It was someone coming to Bethel also. Who just rear-ended me? <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. You can watch it in heaven. I'm telling you, I'm sitting there. And it's like, and I look at them, like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, Rabbi. I didn't mean to hit you. I just my foot was a little bit. I didn't was paying attention, and I just like, and I was, like, oh. <laughs> and I looked at them, and I'm like, what? And 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 so many things go through your mind at that moment, honestly. But but for me for you know whatever you you got you got a shepherd in this regard I knew they couldn't afford the ticket and I knew that their insurance prices would likely go up I got out of the car I looked and I saw there was very little damage to my car and the lady the lady the person who hit me she she was just shaking feeling so bad about having hit the rabbi okay <laughs> It, I mean, that's like, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. So I looked and I'm like, okay, and I just quickly told her, listen, it's okay, I told the person on the phone, no, no, I, I, in fact, it's funny, I think back of what I said, I said, no, it's okay, I know them. <laughs> I'm okay, don't send any police, I'm okay, I know them. It's, it's oh, okay, well, the people you know can hitch anytime they want, I guess. Then I hung up the phone. It was kind of surreal. I didn't know what to say. I was on the phone with nine (laughs) one one. And so then we just drove on to Bethel, and and they they apologize. Micah chapter six, (laughs) Micah six verse eight. He has told you humanity what is good, and what Adonai is seeking from you. Only to practice justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Beloved, we have to have a heart of mercy. Let me say it again. We need to have a heart of mercy. Never be quick to condemn people. There's an old song in the faith community by a guy named Chuck Gerard. You can listen to it. I did when I was preparing the message. The title of the song is, Don't Shoot the Wounded. Someday you might be one. (laughs) That's that's a a great, that's a long title, I know. But but I'm telling you, it's a great song. It's it's, it's an old song, I think, from the 70s. That was, you know, obviously many years well before my time. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps you need to purpose in your heart more to have mercy. Have mercy. I looked, and as I looked at her, my heart was filled with a certain level of compassion because I knew, I knew their situation. And I was like, uh, let's go. Let's go. Don't worry about it. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Just let it be. Just let it be. So, Havarim, I pray that these lessons from the road have spoken to your heart in some way, form, or fashion. (laughs) But I also pray that you receive the critical message that God is looking to speak to us very often. But all too frequently, we're just not listening. The title of my message today is Lessons from the Road. (laughs) Let's bow our heads. Uh, boy I feel lighter (laughs) I want to ask if there's anybody here today who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart if you've never given your life to God how about today God is speaking to you are you listening if that's you and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah but you'd like to raise your hand and we'll pray together Is there anyone who's never said that simple prayer but wants to today? If that's you, be honest and raise your hand. We'll pray together. Maybe you're watching online and have never said that prayer. Repeat this prayer after me and the Lord will touch you. Abba, Father, I humbly come before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins, God. I'm sorry. And I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, God. In Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, if you're here, please see me after the service. I want to celebrate with you. If you're watching online, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you. God, I pray that we learn lessons that you teach us in our lives, that we listen with our ears, with our eyes, we listen for you, we listen for lessons that you want to teach us and to show us through our everyday, through our day to day, if we're interested in hearing from you. Thank you, Lord, for these lessons I learned (laughs) on the road (laughs) And I bless you for them, God. I thank you for our congregation where we can really share with each other like mishbacha. We bless you so much for these things, and we love you. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen and amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend.